Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line from Christchurch, um, well, Littleton probably, I'm joined by Kate yeah. Owen. Morena to you, Kate. Morena. How are we? Awake. Awake. That's good. That's very good because you worked last night to the wee hours. Oh, it's not that I work to the wee hours. It's just that I play in the evenings. I get my body clock is set to like sleep at two o'clock huh. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I slept, went to sleep at two o'clock last night, and it's now eight thirty a.m. But that's okay. I'm really happy to be here. That's happy. good. I'm happy to have you on as well. I'm happy to have mm. you on indeed. Um, right, uh, twenty years in the making. Um, the doors open now, I guess, after um, so many years of playing live. Um, mm. How does it feel to have this track "Lullaby" um, back uh, and hearing yourself after that studio experience? It's really cool because. I mean, Ben, I worked with Ben Edwards um, Mm -hmm. at the sitting room in Littleton, and he was amazing because he let me try anything. It was a bit of a bucket list album in the sense that I just went, oh my God, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so I raised um, a crowdfund of $22,000 to record the album Mm -hmm. and manufacture it and pay the players and everything that goes. Matt didn't actually touch the sides, to be honest, but um, (laughs) it, it was... Very exciting to hear it back because the songs had become something so very different to what they sound like on an acoustic guitar. Because I've been playing solo for a long time, but what I hear in my head is full bands. Yeah. So even when I write my own songs, there's always been this underlying frustration that I can't play the bass line as well and the drums and anything else that I hear. Whereas when you're in the studio with someone like Ben, you, you can pretty much throw anything at it. And so Lullaby came out was such a, a beautiful, moody sort of um, atmospheric feel. And I was just really excited that uh, that my music could, could end up there. So, yeah, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, you know, it's something that you've always wanted and it's kind of been out of reach and, and now it's done and hearing it. Because, I mean, it's like you would have heard it for the first time, essentially. I mean, you know the words, you, you know the melody, and but having what's in your head out there playing back at you must be an amazing experience it was pretty trippy i remember i was driving somewhere glamorous in christchurch from littleton which had a lot of road codes and (laughs) as we do you know just imagine a scene of me driving in my toyota caldina 1994 (laughs) through road cones (laughs) and um i actually got a fright i think i may have jumped in my seat when it came on because i was scrolling through the through the stations and it's on rdu um up here and yeah, it is. It was surreal. It was quite lovely. It's nice. We were talking to another musician friend of mine. Um, when it lives, when the song becomes something beyond you, and it's quite odd, you just put it out in the world, and it ended up on TV3 yes. on the weather. Yes. You're a weather like, song now. <laughs> I have no idea how it ended up on TV3 on the weather. And everybody then turns around and goes, oh, my God. You know? And every, all my musicians, friends, and I agree with it. It doesn't mean anything. Like, all of these things happen and you just wake up every morning and you're broke and working all the time. And, you know, it's quite funny. It's definitely not a... Um, I don't think the self-managed commercial release that, that we do, we don't... I think unless you have publicists and people like that, you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You're just blindly throwing things out into the world and hoping somebody might listen to it, you know? You're going to get the app check, though, eh? Eh? <laughs> you're going to get the app check, though. Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm all over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I right. I rang them out of bewilderment and said, how did my song end up on TV too? And they said, you'll never know. You'll never it was really funny. That's but weird. Said, 
but they said, but we know. We will we will make sure they pay you. So that's good. That's very good. That is really... How are they not ringing you up and letting you know? That is so odd to me. That is so odd to me. Uh, anyway, um, yes, Lullaby, it's... Um, you know, it's a beautiful track. It's it's a very dark love song, I guess. I think if I, if I'm reading it right, um, hmm. you know, are your songs are they self-informed or do you write in the third person or a bit of both? Well, my record label that I because when you record an album, everybody, if you don't have a record label, you make one up and you are it because you need one on your album. And mine is Spinster. I wanted it to be Spinster, which is yeah. an unmarried woman of a certain age with no children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that one's taken by a feminist label in America. So it is very self-informed. It's very much about being um, a woman of a certain age with no children. So anybody who's in their 40s and hasn't ticked certain boxes, well, not anybody, but a lot of women I know, my contemporaries, have been through a lot of iterations of feeling very much like they don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And mine, mine start, started when I was quite young. I didn't really fit into any particular box and that the title of the album that I'm releasing in March is called Not A Proper Girl mm-hmm. and Lullaby is very much about my bewilderment I guess with romantic love because if you don't have that story where you met your partner and you got married and everything makes sense and you're in a nuclear family and then you breed and then you, you can actually end up feeling quite defective in a society that really values the nuclear family and romantic love and Lullaby is a song that's about that craving to have somebody essentially lull you with that sense of you are the centre of the universe because you're my partner or my daughter or my wife or and that's that's what the song is but it, it is laced with sadness because it hasn't happened and it hasn't happened for a lot of people and I don't think that's a story often told yeah so yeah that you picked up on the darkness quite well there thank you thank you I'm quite <laughs> right. dark myself in mood <laughs> um <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it's it's nice that 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 um, that whole uh, nuclear family thing that's it's kind of changing. I hope um, for for the betterment of society. Uh, in a way, the conforms of of society uh, aren't necessarily going to be the norms, and are starting to become less the norm. Um, but I guess there still is that craving, right? I mean, there's always a con- I- craving to conform. Yeah, I think I think it's just the classic need for human beings to have love. And yeah. So any one of us that lives outside of normal structures, like a classic one is how lonely touring musicians get, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a classic. It's one of the loneliest things you can do because you have your moment of connection for two hours from what I've experienced or an hour or whatever where you are intensely connected with people and the rest of the time you're essentially a guest or away from your structures. I mean, some people absolutely love it, don't get me wrong, and I'm, I haven't done enough of it to tell you, but... It's, it's, I think, been hardwired into us by so many stories, so much imagery, so much. So our brain almost says to you, oh, you haven't got that thing, you should feel bad. Mm, and, mm. And, I, and I definitely don't think for me personally that there's been another... Stru- I mean, if you don't have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, nobody fucking touches you. Excuse my French, really. <laughs> but it's, it's a thing. So I do think it's important to talk about. And like I said, yeah. I've seen women um, in their 40s and well, anywhere from 35 go through immense grief if they don't have children and that's not just societal norms that actually can be like really physical yeah there's biological um, yeah. yeah so there's stuff and and you know everyone calls me Auntie Kate and sometimes I just want to punch them in the oh, face I bet you do honest. I bet you do it's like yeah man <laughs> why don't you just chuck it just, just go to say spinster Kate just Auntie Kate <laughs> so you know 
it's fine. It's fine. It's just good to tell the stories, the other stories. That's, that's what I'm... And my second single, Lover, which is coming out on the 24th of January, actually, when I'm on the road, is dark. Yeah. But it's a really happy dance tune. Oh, great. But yeah. I shot the video with a clown called Danny Syme, who is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful clown. He's wearing white face. And it is literally about the contrast before between this romantic love we so want and how we actually experience it, which is terrifying and anxiety-inducing and all of those things. So, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, love just totally isn't the dream that you think it could be sometimes. Um, now, you've got 20 years of writing to choose from uh, when putting this album together. Uh, how, mm-hmm. did, how did you go about putting the record together? You know, as old and new, uh, did you write um, you know, any songs just for the record? How did you go about choosing what you wanted and where, where it was going to fit in the record? Well, the strange thing happened that when I was going through the songs... And because I play uh, a lot of covers gigs that I mix up with originals in Christchurch to pay the bills, have done since the earthquakes, because there was no work after the earthquake. So ironically, I ended up playing six nights a week and, you know, buses and pop-ups and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the material had been reworked, a lot of my originals, over that, that sort of seven years. But then when I was going through them, the weird thing happened that I started writing because you would write off a song that you were reworking. Yeah. And so there was probably, I'd say, over half that I definitely knew and definitely also written from the last couple of years. Um, none of the really old ones are there. And then to actually get them into the studio, I used GarageBand to demo them. So it was the first time I actually sat down and was like, I hear drums, I put some drums and I hear bass. To the, because GarageBand has these wonderful human drummers now. I don't know if you know that, but like no. Gavin... Gavin is on a lot of my demos. He, <laughs> good old Gavin. He, yeah, good old Gavin. Yeah, we, we talked a lot about Gavin in the studio. And so I had him as a, like, I could get the feels. And some of those haven't gone, and, like, the arpeggiated synth that's in Lover is from my MIDI keyboard in my studio. I've got this really cheesy guitar solo from my MIDI in one of my tracks. And, um, you know, you can't replace John T. O'Connor, who did play on the album, or Shane Collingwood, but... Um, but yeah, that was how it happened, and that was a learning curve for me to actually have to use an, a, a program to showcase the songs. And it was quite funny because I um, actually sent them to Delaney Davidson, who um, lives in Littleton and is always mm-hmm. very generous with his, or has been with me, with his time to sort of guide. And he fired back some of my demos with his take on them, and that was pretty funny, just to sort of show me what um, he would do. And so I have these crazy Delaney Davidson demos in my iTunes of my songs, which is super cool. <laughs> super cool. So you get to see them from different places. And then, of course, there's the, um, the taking them to Ben and Ben literally redlining about three or four of them. I took 17 tracks in and the album's got 12 on it. But he he just says, he doesn't say no. He just says, he just made very clear the ones that didn't fit for him. He found within that 17 uh, a group. But we always laughed in the recording process that it's, um, it is my album, but it, it's, it's right from full-on, full-noise, crashy, bangy band through to just me and Keys for one song. So it's, yeah, fun, so fun. Good. I'm glad you had fun. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and working with Ben, how much did he add to the songs? Did you rework some songs with 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 Ben? And I mean, how much of uh, on the record? How much is is he represented? I would say a lot. I mean, he has a very gentle hand, and what I mean by that is he 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 stays in a state of almost constant attention and and looking. He's always looking, which was what I learnt you need to do in the intensity of the studio environment means you are looking for like with lyrics you know he's very good with with words and he spends a shit ton of time on vocal with you so um definitely an immense amount and and a lot of it came from his ability to give artists permission in the studio he's constantly like i said in a state of inquiry and um if you have a very clear idea you want your guitar to sound like this with this pedal he will just make it better but if you are searching for a sound and searching for he'll jump in there with you and um yeah so definitely oh it's definitely got his 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 views his contributions in it absolutely nice nice and and the record itself not a proper girl um which is coming out in march um Mm. so you mentioned earlier that um you know the next track's a bit of a dance number you know is is the record a bit of a collage of music yes it is um it is Ah, yeah, because I'm a huge PJ Harvey fan. I'm just looking Aren't at records on my desk. Yeah. Um, I picked up two Bronski Beat records recently. We had a reference list in, um, in Spotify, which was um, very much... And when we looked at it, we were both like, yeah, yeah, because we were both contributing to it up into the weeks leading up to the um, recording. And we were like, ah. Oh, my God, I've got so many of similar tracks. Like, I've got um, Mary, uh, Sarah Mary Chadwick, Sugar Still Melts in the, in the Rain, Problems of the Sea, by Being. We've got um, a shit ton of PJ Harvey. I've got Fur Patrol in there, Radiohead, London Grammar, Julia Jackson, Massive Attack, Porter's Head, Queen's of the Stone Age. <laughs> um, you know, Jeff Buckley. I've got Sharon Jonah's Police Woman. I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually yeah. looking at the list right now. Oh, really? So yeah. it's, it's really... Um, Nick Cave, Cat Power. John Mayer. Awesome. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that was probably been a guitar reference. Yeah. The hardest thing I actually found is when um, Ben wanted to put back in the acoustic guitar sound. Like Hungry Ghosts starts with just me and acoustic guitar and ends up this kind of gypsy jam with violin and keys. Anita um, Clark from Mott played violin on it. It was beautiful. and uh, Yeah, so it, it, it was almost like I was a little bit like a kid in the candy shop wanting everything and everything and his yeah. job was to calm me down <laughs> one you know but but definitely um, definitely got to try a lot of things and it is an eclectic album but I'm excited about that because I think that it will mean that I can still storytell because you release your singles and your album and it's almost like you have a party and everyone's gone home and I think what I'm going to try and do is keep storytelling around my songs through my own channels because I want to talk about all of the songs mm-hmm. um, but that's not the model you know so we'll see we'll see if I do that you should I think you should mm. Mm. right Brie so you're playing um, this Saturday uh, the yep. 11th at Dog With Two Tails down here in yes. Otipoti. Um yep. so and you'll be playing solo is that correct yes so this tour um, is going to be solo which is purely an economic um, thing. My, I played the album to the people who donated money on the, when I released, released Lullaby with an eight-piece band 
Thomas Isbitz and Moses Robbins, Kurt Preston, Lisa Tui, Jack Page, Lorenza on violin, because um, Anita wasn't available. God, I hope I don't forget anyone. Oh, Elmore um, Jones, who plays with Adam Hathaway. And I, it was such a buzz to have an eight-piece band playing all the sounds on the album. And But you can't take that on the road unless you are... But the, the, when I released the album, I will tour it with a band. It won't be an eight-piece one, it'll be a four-piece. But this tour, if people come on Saturday, they'll see the songs on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really exciting for me to put them back on acoustic guitar because again they've changed Yeah, um, I am playing some of them on a loop to try and bring in some of the album sounds um, but yeah it's it's forced me to step up again probably vocally to give them what they need um, but their work they definitely that's where they started and um, and it is good to to hear them living without all that other stuff around them as well Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Um, fantastic. So it's entrance by Koha, I believe, which is yes, brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, totally. And Dog With Two Tails this Saturday, where I'll be doing the quiz tonight. Oh, cool. As a, as and um, Joe jo Little is opening for me. Oh, uh, yes. The wonderful Joe Little. I hear, she, I hear she's much loved in Dunedin. So, um, very much and I'm so. I'm looking forward to hearing her stuff. And um, I just want to give you a little bit of trivia. Lullaby, when we're talking about the. the about Ben's contribution, he also sings and plays on things. So in Lullaby, that's his backing vocal. Oh, nice. Ben Edwards singing away. Sorry, Ben, I hope you're okay with that. But yeah, he has a beautiful voice. Uh, A very talented human, an immensely talented human who's produced some of my favourite albums. So um, Mm. we love Ben Edwards. Uh, All right, well, um, Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me this morning, or us. Thank you. First interview of, of 2020, actually. Yeah. Numero uno. Yeah, that's right. You're the number one for my year. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, this is my first number one. So. <laughs> Won't be the last. But I Won't hope be not. the last. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And we're going to play Lullaby now, and then we'll see you on Saturday night. Uh, Dog with Two Tails with, as you said, uh, the wonderful Joe Little in support. Yay. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kate. Have Bye. a wonderful day. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye. There was Kate Owen there. The track Lullaby is out now. The record, Not a Proper Girl, is coming out in March. Look out for it. This is a wonderful song. I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. You're on the one. Write me a lullaby. Sing me a tune. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.